Today on episode number 733, we have a cool because of my podcast story. We're going to go back and just revisit ever so slightly imposter syndrome. And you won't believe when you hear who has imposter syndrome. And we've got the question of the month. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. This is why I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You might want to write this down. I have a coupon code. It's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, better known as listener. Write that down. That'll get you 20% off when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. If you can answer this question, because of my podcast, blank. And whatever the blank is, is something that wouldn't have happened except, well, yeah, I had a podcast. I would love to hear that story. Today, we're going to hear from William, who is the host of the Unprofessional Development Podcast. I'll have a link to his podcast out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 733. Wait to hear the story and wait till you hear who he got on his podcast. So I, I go on the Facebook, or the, the book, as my as one of my friends calls it. I'm on the book, and I go, hey, how many degrees of separation am I away from Tony Danza? I'd like to have him on my teacher podcast. So Millie Zupich chimes in and says, hey, her friend worked with Tony Danza. And I said, that's great. Can you connect me with her? She talks to her and says, hey, can you blah, blah, blah to Tony Danza? But she knew this other lady whose name was Harlena. She says to Harlena, hey, this guy's trying to talk to Tony Danza. Can you help him out? So I get an email. I call up Harlena. Harlena is awesome. But she didn't have Tony Danza's direct contact info. She refers me to Joe. Joe Connolly. Tony mentions him, honestly, in the first chapter of the book. He was a first-year teacher. They ate lunch together. They went out to boxing matches together. So I talk to Joe. Joe is really cool. I say to Joe, listen. This is a really big ask. I understand that you're friends with a celebrity and you can only ask them so many favors per year before they get annoyed with you and don't want to pay you attention anymore. Right. And I can't explain. You don't want to abuse that friendship. Right. Tony Danz is not singing at every bar mitzvah and birthday party of all of Joe's friends and relatives. But I tell him what the podcast is about. It's teachers talking about teaching stuff and all this kind of stuff. And he said, I'll see what I can do. So then I eventually get a text that says, Tony says he's going to be on the podcast. That is so cool because Tony Danza actually has history as a teacher. And I'll have a link to where you can listen to the Tony Danza episode on, again, the show is called Unprofessional Development Podcast. Again, if you can answer that question because of my podcast blank, I would love to hear from you. Just simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Hey, if you are thinking of starting a podcast, but there's that little voice in your head that goes, man, I, I, I just don't want to get out there and not sound professional. And I, I want my podcast to be good. And I don't want to overspend and buy a bunch of stuff I don't need. And I don't know. I, just, I hate technology. It's not my friend. I don't know a thing about WordPress. 
then come check out the school of podcasting.com. You can join worry free that you are going to sound professional. You're going to sound good because you're going to learn how to really connect with your audience. You're going to find out the best equipment for the smallest amount of money. You're going to sound like a million bucks without spending a million bucks. And why can you join worry free? If on day 29, you're like, ah, this isn't for me. Let me know. You got a 30 day money back guarantee. No questions asked. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code listener to save 20%. As of 2020, according to the RIAA, better known as the music business, Garth Brooks is the best selling solo album artist in the United States with 156 million domestic units sold. That's ahead of Elvis Presley and is second only to the Beatles in the total album sales overall. He is one of the world's best-selling artists of all time, having sold more than 170 million records. That is a whole lot of Garth going on. And so I was watching a special on Netflix and Garth over the years kind of started to, I don't know, put his personality into it. One of the things I found really interesting about this documentary is how much of it is Garth Brooks, who truly appreciates his fans. And I think that is part of his success and truly understands just how lucky he is that this guy hit the lottery and He's tried some things that didn't work, hence the Chris Gaines project, which if you actually listen to that album and quit going, this is Garth Brooks in a wig, it's not that bad an album. And as country music is kind of seemed to be headquartered in Nashville, Garth came out with a song that was kind of like, we should all just love each other, no matter who or what, or just, hey, how about we all just love each other? And there are some people, and it sounds odd, that actually disagree with that. Like, hold on, you know, we start doing uh, inventory of naughty bits. Like, we, we got to talk about that. And so that might not have gone over super well. And throw on top of it that now he's been asked to do a concert in Central Park. So I want to play you just a few clips from this. It's called Garth Brooks, The Road I'm On. Garth Brooks is the biggest selling solo artist in the United States music history. All right. That is the mayor of New York City at the time. The top selling solo artist in history of all time. That's a whole lot of albums going on. I remember when we did the scout and he came out and he said, so where are we setting up? I said, I'm going to set it up. So you're looking that way, which is seven football fields in length and five football fields wide. He looked at it and said, geez, can I fill this place? You know, it's so big. So here's Garth. It's a freaking pasture for what looks like miles. I'm going, holy crap, what have I got myself into? So I bring this up because according to Wikipedia... This man has sold more than 170 million records. Can we just stop and think about 170 million records? Check this out. The day has finally arrived. Garth Brooks plays what could be his biggest concert ever tonight. Great venue, Central Park, right here in New York City. Beautiful day, beautiful night. He was scared to death that it was New York and it was Central Park. 
and then nobody was going to show up. He was very anxious about how many people would show up. I think he had the blinds closed the whole day at the hotel. You can hear the helicopters going over the hotel because we're staying right next to the park. Sandy's trying to, I said, please, let's just, let's just stay. Please stay. She goes, I want to see what's happening. She goes, please. Sandy is his wife at the time. She gets up and she goes, I got to see what's happening. I said, don't tell me. She goes outside. Door opens. She comes back in and she's just crying. And I looked at her. I said, there ain't nobody here, is there? She says, Garth, they've already opened up the overflow. And according to the news, they're thinking about shutting down Fifth Now, you can barely hear it here because he's so emotional about this. But he says they're thinking of shutting down Fifth Avenue, which is a huge deal in New York City that they're just running out of room. But you can see in his face, you can hear it in his voice. He truly thought nobody was going to show up to this concert. And it was going to be hugely embarrassing because this is being recorded for HBO. Guy from the parks department hands me a piece of paper. And I look at it, and he says, that was the count 90 minutes ago. I look at it and go, are you telling me there's 850,000 people out there? He goes, no. I'm telling you there's 850,000 people out there 90 minutes ago. So I bring this up because if somebody who has sold 170 million records can have imposter syndrome. It's perfectly fine for you to have imposter syndrome and to think, "Eh, why would anyone listen to me? I did an episode on this uh, a while back. You can find it at schoolofpodcasting.com slash six, two, seven. And since then, obviously that was a while ago. I have run across other things that might help you with imposter syndrome. And here's something you can try after, of course, you get done listening to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 627. And it's so funny because we know that we can get 50 reviews in Apple Podcasts and we can't name one of them. But if we get one one one-star review, we memorize it like it's scripture. And it's also the same way with our accomplishments. And so when you start thinking, why would anyone listen to me? Just take a second, bust out Evernote or a piece of paper and a pen, whatever you want to do, and start to write down the things you've accomplished. And by that, I mean anything. It could be, I remember, let's go back to this. I remember when I was probably 13 and I was a paper boy and I was being trained on that, you know, there was, I don't know, 15 houses on a block. And it would be like, all right, that one's front door, uh, that one's a skip, that one's a side door, that one's the front door, front door, skip, skip, side door, dog, skip. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to remember this. And that's just half the street. The other side was skip, side, 
side, front, skip, skip, front. And I'm like, and then, then that's just one street. I had like another seven streets. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to remember all this. And what was interesting is as I record this on July 26th, I was in that neighborhood tonight and I was driving down the road going side, skip, skip, dog, front, never tipped, <laughs> that kind of thing. You have done amazing things. You just didn't think they were amazing at the time, or maybe you did, or you, you probably missed it because you're just like, well, I was just doing my job. Yeah, but you did it well. And anytime you've put up with hard uh, people that are maybe not so great to work with or family members, or you overcome something that you didn't think you, you have done hard things in the past. Have you ever lost weight? That is not easy. And yet you made it through. So I'm just here to say, that is absolutely normal to be a little nervous about hitting record and putting it out there. That's absolutely normal. In fact, it's actually kind of a good thing because you know why? Because when you do something that takes a little work, you are getting outside of your comfort zone. If you've ever been in a relationship, think about how hard it was to pull down your guard and ask for somebody's phone number or pass them a note in class or hold their hand or, or any, think about how nervous you are the first time you go to kiss somebody. And, and yet you did. And you're probably better at that than you were when you did it the first time. And so keep this in mind. And so many people live in the fear of failure. And I'm listening to a book right now on audible by Phil M. Jones. I kind of like Phil. He makes these, somewhat shorter books that are straight to the point and they make me think. And if you're a new listener to the show, if you can make me think I'm your friend for life and it's called exactly where to start uh, the practical guide to bringing your big idea to your life. And I'm going to kind of share this part that I thought this was really cool. He says, first understand the difference between a failure and a mistake, a mistake is incorrectly doing something that you know specifically how you were supposed to do it. A failure is trying something you've not tried before and it working out differently than you had hoped for. Seeing the differences instantly empowers a difference in your acceptance between the two and possibly helps you become more excited about your future failures. So a mistake is when you have the setting wrong on a blue Yeti and now you sound like you recorded in a cave. A mistake is I've never used this microphone before and I'm not sure how I sound so weird. Everybody else sounds okay. But neither one is a means to an end. It's like, well, oh, sorry, made a mistake. Got to stop. Can't move forward from here. And if you're new to imposter syndrome, this is the whole, why would anyone listen to me? You know, who am I to put my voice out into the world? Well, you're you. And there are people out there who need to hear it. And I could go on and do a big cheerleader speech here, but I just thought it was amazing that Garth Brooks, who is, you know, holds this record for the number of albums sold as a solo artist, et cetera, et cetera. And he's sitting in his hotel room with the, uh, the blinds drawn and the curtains drawn. He doesn't want to look outside because he's guaranteed himself that nobody is going to show up. And 
you know, almost a million people did. And there are people who are willing and want to hear your opinion, your insights, your side of the story. And I'm here to help you. It is the last episode of July. Man, 2020, it's weird. It's flying by and yet it's dragging its tail. But I asked you, what is your favorite podcast episode of your show? Because I thought there'd be some cool stories here. And I was right. Hey, Dave, this is Veronica Hugger, host of Fat Loss Success Stories the podcast that highlights the personal victories of those on the faster way to fat loss. Of all your questions of the month, this one is the easiest for me to answer, so I couldn't help but respond. My favorite episode of Fat Loss Success Stories is the next one, because I know I'll be able to apply everything I learned from doing the previous episodes to make the next one the best ever. I'll also apply many of the things that I learned from you. Thanks for all that you're doing to make the podcasting world better. And you can find my next episode at fatlawsuccessstories.com. You know what's really cool about Veronica is she can actually say like, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, when I go to these events, I'm a hugger. And she can say, no, really, I, I'm, I'm Veronica Hugger. I am a hugger. Thank you, Veronica. Hey, Dave. Anthony Arno here of the Route 66 podcast, where I talk with people living and working along America's most celebrated highway, the Mother Road, as labeled by John Steinbeck in The Grapes of Wrath, the Willie Rogers Highway, the Main Street of America, good old Route 66, also as featured on the podcast review show. Let's see. My favorite episode would have to be probably episode two where my guest was Michael Wallace, who convinced John Lasseter to make the movie Cars after he released Toy Story. Even He even played the voice of Sheriff. You know what? No, no, no. I think it's episode five, where my guest was George Tomsko, who had the number one song in the country with the Fireballs, Sugar Shack, way back in 1963. And they're on their way to becoming international superstars, while playing up and down Route 66. Well, until a few weeks later, when the Beatles came to America in February of 1964, and that ended the band's promising career, as he said during my talk with him. You know what? No, 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 Dave. This is it. I promise. I promise. You know, I just got back from a 2,000-plus mile Route 66 road trip, and I'm going to have to say my favorite episode has to be the one where my guests are no longer around today. But I feel so honored and privileged to have captured their personal stories, featuring their lives along the most celebrated highway in the world. They tell incredible stories about a road that literally united the country together, especially during the wartime, when it was the only road long before the U.S. interstate system was even created. Here's why. You see, many of these people I recorded when they were in their 80s and 90s, and they're gone today, just like good old Route 66. But their voices and memories will be alive forever because of my podcast. Wow. Thank you, Dave. Anthony Arno, Route66podcast.com. Anthony, thank you so much. Some really 
kind, inspiring words there that make you go, hmm. And does anybody else think that guy's passionate about Route 66? Maybe just just a little bit, just a little bit. Hey, Dave, this is Dan from Based on a True Story, the podcast that compares Hollywood with history. Picking a favorite episode is tough. (laughs) Ask this question again in a few months and I might change my answer. But right now, I think my favorite episode would be episode number 147 from January of this year, 2020. On that episode, I covered The Imitation Game, which is the movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Alan Turing, all about the code breakers at Bletchley Park trying to break the German Enigma codes during World War II. The reason why that's my favorite is because it's the first time where I had a guest on who was willing to fact check my work. The movie was a favorite of mine, so it's actually one of the first episodes of my podcast, episode number three, but I did that as a solo episode. That means I did all the research, writing, production, and so on years ago. Fast forward a few years, and the producer of the official Bletchley Park podcast agreed to come on my show to not only talk about the real history of the movie, but also take the time to fact check that original episode, episode number three. As podcasters, I think we all understand how cringeworthy that process can be of looking back on our first few episodes. And I know I felt that way sending it over to Mark to fact check. After all, he's the guy who makes the podcast for the place the movie is based on. But Mark was so great. He helped get Bletchley Park's permission to cover it on my show. He even got their historian to do some research to answer a few things that he didn't know himself. We ended up chatting for a couple hours on the podcast, and he spent a lot of time afterward reviewing the episode after it was edited to make sure that it was all good to go. And as a fellow podcaster, he even complimented me on the quality of episode number three from many years ago. So that's my favorite episode and why. Thanks for the chance to share, and thank you for all you do for podcasters. Thank you, Dan. You can find him at based on a true story podcast.com or just go out to school of podcasting.com slash seven three three where I will have links to all of this. But Dan, I really applaud you for the attitude of please come fact check me. Because some people aren't really up for that scrutiny. I think a lot of podcasters sometimes shy away from people really listening to your show. We heard how Anthony was on the podcast review show. I'm not sure everybody's down for that. I'm not sure everybody wants feedback. They need feedback, but I'm not sure they are. And I love the fact that you're like, no, no, even I, I know it's episode three, but bring it on. I love that attitude. Hey, Dave, this is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. The Football History Dude, where you can find my show, The Football History Dude Podcast, over at thefootballhistorydude.com. At any rate, my favorite episode is, of course, like I'm sure everybody's going to say on here, very difficult to tell you because obviously it's like trying to name your favorite kid or something. Um, I started off my show with mostly, really all solo episodes there for a while for the first year. Then I started interviewing about a year in, maybe thereafter. That wasn't quite 100 episodes, but then when I got to my 100th episode, so that's the one I'm going to choose because it kind of, even though it's not directly related to football history, it was kind of cool because I had Dan Carlin on the show. Dan is um, many podcasters hero, I guess you could say, especially if you're interested in history or storytelling or really anything that revolves around podcasting because he is just a magician with words on the mic and I... Knew that he was into football, but I didn't realize he was so 
into football and knew much about the history of the game like he did until I brought him on the show. So I thought it was pretty cool that someone, um, what's the best way, of his status maybe, and someone who was just willing to still come on my show. <laughs> I think we talked for over an hour and I turned it into two episodes for that matter. So my 100th episode with Dan Carlin talking about football and just going back and forth with a jam session would probably be my favorite episode just because of what it meant to me for talking to my podcasting hero, that is, versus not just talking to someone that was related to the history of the NFL. But again, my name is Arnie Chapman. The com is where you can find my show, which actually now takes you over to my podcast page on the Sports History Network, which is a new venture that I started. And if anybody out there has a show that revolves around sports history, well, maybe bam, boom, you should hit me up because maybe we can work out as partners. At any rate, thanks again, Dave, for everything you do, including this segment of the question of the month. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you, Arnie. And uh, congrats. If you're new to podcasting, Dan Carlin when he's on Libsyn, which is a company I work for, and it's almost like a case of if Dan releases an episode, the lights dim because he gets so many downloads. I'm making that up, by the way, <laughs> but he gets a ton of downloads. So to have Dan on your show is a great thing. And also, again, here, I approve. I applaud you, my friend, for trying something new with your network. You'll have to uh, report back after like six months or so and let us know how that's going. Dave. Yes. This is Darwin Dave from the Dealing With My Grief podcast at dealingwithmygrief.com. My favorite episode of my podcast is episode 95, which as it turns out is an interview that I had with my mother. Now, before you sort of give me that cringe look, let me explain why. My podcast is all about how I have been dealing with, and in some cases not been dealing with the loss of my father who was murdered when I was 10 years old. That was some 40 plus years ago. And one of the conversations I never had, never took the opportunity to have, maybe I was just a little bit too afraid of the answers, was a conversation with my mother about how she handled and how she coped with the loss of my father, certain challenges that she had, certain struggles that she experienced. And it was in January of 2018 that we sat down and we had a conversation and I had the opportunity to ask all of the questions that I wanted to know the answers to. The reason that this is my favorite episode is, as it turned out, it would be the very last serious conversation that the two of us would have. We sat down in January of 2018. The following week after this interview was her 79th birthday. And as it turned out, it would be her last birthday on this planet as she died in October of 2018. So it was nice to sit down and to be able to get some answers to some things I had wondered about for a very long time and had finally gotten the courage to ask. The other thing that it reminds me of, especially in these days and times, because I do still listen to it quite frequently, is that with COVID going on and with people being isolated from their loved ones, maybe this acts as a public service announcement that maybe just maybe if you haven't already thought about it, maybe you want to sit down and record some of those conversations that you have with your loved ones. If you want to do it via FaceTime, if you want to pull out your podcasting equipment and simply do something in the audio format, more power to you. But I just think that it would be something that would be a lasting legacy or something for you to hold on to 
if in case, God forbid, something happens to your loved ones during this pandemic. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate everything you do. And thank you for giving me the time to voice my opinion on the question of the month. Thanks. Bye. Darwin, thank you, my friend. And I guess I'll share this. My mom's been gone 31 years. And it's uh, if you want to have a lovely kick in the pants, when you have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, I don't know that I can remember what she sounded like. That's a tough bill to swallow. And when your mom is the person that is always behind the camera taking the pictures, but never in front of the pictures and wasn't around when things were getting recorded audio. E. So I, I tell people all the time while they are on the planet, interview your parents. You will thank me later. Hi, Dave. Curtis Longclo here from the Retro Zest podcast, where we have a zest for all things retro related, whether that be movies, music, toys, video games, or pop culture, you name it. If it's retro related, we cover it. My personal favorite episode of the Retro Zest podcast is episode number 11, which is a 40th anniversary celebration of ACDC's epic album, Back in Black. There's a lot of great information in that episode. It's very informative. It's very entertaining. And I think people will enjoy it. So thank you so much. And you can find me at retrozest.com forward slash podcast. That's R-E-T-R-O-Z-E-S-T dot com forward slash podcast. I will definitely have to check that out as a young teenager. Uh, I know that album inside and out on the guitar. Uh, Angus Young, the guitar player. I have a Gibson SG. Enough said. Back in black. It's a classic. I'll definitely check that out. This is York from the Poetic Earthlings podcast. Poetic Earthlings is an audio drama, witty, uncanny, short stories, sci-fi, supernatural, and everything in between. My favorite episode so far is Better Version of You. The reason that I like this episode is that there's no narrator. All of my stories have a narrator except for this one. And that was difficult. It was difficult to put all the pieces together, all of the characters, the story, without a narrator. This is good. This is a really good thing for for anyone to do is to break format. When you break the format of your show, then it sparks creativity. To check out my show, it's PoeticEarthlings.com. Thank you, Dave, for all that you do. York, thank you so much. And again, you know I love that answer. Why? Trying something new. Going out beyond his comfort zone and coming out on the other side going, you know what? That's the best episode. Love it. Hi, Dave. It's Scott here from the Amazing Maine podcast. As I like to say, the unofficial podcast of Maine's history, culture, people, and places. Thank you very much for the call a few weeks back, actually several weeks now with the quarantine, but you gave me a lot of great pointers on the website, amazingmainepodcast.com, and a whole bunch of great stuff. I've really tried to avoid the music for nothing, as you said in the opening of my most recent episodes. To answer this month's question, I think my best episode of all was probably my fifth episode. I don't have a a lot of episodes up, but my fifth episode was on an event here in Maine called Maine Maple Sunday that should have happened a few months back, but given the COVID quarantine, wasn't able to. My guest, a gentleman by the name of Scott Dunn, he was the head of the Maine Maple Producers Association, 
And I think it's my favorite episode because I think I came up with the best questions that I could given my uh, limited level of experience with interviewing people. And he was also incredibly knowledgeable and really knew how to explain a lot of the different uh, particulars about producing maple syrup and about the event and what the producers like to do for the public, that sort of thing. So I'd have to say that episode five, all about Maine Maple Sunday, was my best episode. Uh, definitely my best questioning and, his be- and, and the best answering I could have hoped for. So thanks for all the great work you're doing. Really enjoy your show and hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Scott. And yeah, if you want some one-on-one consulting, I do do that. I do offer that. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me, you can see there are a lot of different ways that I can work with you to make sure you're avoiding those common pitfalls like, well, music for the sake of nothing. Hey, Dave, this is Bill Monroe with the StrokeCast at strokecast.com, where a Generation X stroke survivor explores rehab, recovery, the frontiers of neuroscience, and one-handed banana peeling. I've done 103 episodes of this show now, and my favorite one, well, it it changes pretty much every hour or so, depending on when you're asking me. So uh, I would say that right now, at this moment in time, my favorite is probably episode 96. And in episode 96, I interviewed Christine Lee, an author and teacher and stroke survivor, about the process of writing a memoir. And the episode is available at strokecast.com slash memoir. That's strokecast.com slash memoir. What I like about this episode, well, first of all, Christine is, is just a delight. Uh, she's smart. She's great to talk to. And she's probably one of my most quotable guests. Uh, when I uh, pulled tweets and Instagram uh, memes out of this interview, I ended up with like 20 or 30 of them, more than two to three times as much as I get from a lot of other interviews. Uh, so so that that's great. She's she's like I say she's just awesome to talk to. But I also learned more about the idea of a memoir, how a memoir commit compares to an autobiography, what's involved in that writing process in a way that makes it seem much more attainable for me to go ahead and write my own memoir. So I've always thought about writing a book and uh, since uh, having a stroke three years ago and going through my whole process and my own show, uh, I've been thinking more and more about how do I put this into a book to share. Um, that conversation with Christine earlier uh, in this year, actually late, very late last year, is, has really given me some new inspiration to sort of think more seriously about this and what I can do, because it's a reminder that, yes, I can share my story in a book as well. And if I look at the sheer volume of content I've produced in the podcast, that's well more than what would go in one book anyway. Uh, So, you know, talking with Christine about what's involved in writing a memoir, how to write a memoir and how to put all that together was sort of really empowering for me. And I'm sort of looking for a reason to have Christine back on the StrokeCast at StrokeCast.com again in the future. Uh, You can hear that interview again, of course, in episode 96 at stripcast.com slash memoir. Thanks a lot, Dave.
and I'll keep listening. Bill, thank you so much for sending that in. It's Can you hear the smile in my voice here? I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm listening to these the first time right now with you. And I said the thing earlier about, you know, think about all the hard things you've done in the past, step outside your comfort zone. And here is Bill doing it. I love it. And I've never heard of the stroke cast and I'm definitely going to go check that out. I love it. I think it's one of those situations where the only people that understand what it's like to recover from a stroke are people that are recovering from a stroke. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty from the Author Inside You podcast. You had asked about our favorite episode, and I went back and listened to a few of mine that I thought were my favorites, but there were just some things about them that weren't great, you know, the audio quality or the storytelling. But surprisingly, an episode that we released just this past month in June called Illustrations, Fonts, and Low-Cost Printing was really interesting. We had author Melissa Lyons on, and she told some great stories She had a professional microphone and she was in a quiet environment without any distractions. So when I went back and I listened to it, I really enjoyed the episode and I got a lot out of it. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's called Illustrations, Fonts and Low Cost Printing. And even if you're not interested in writing or making a children's book, check out our podcast. You can find it at theauthorinsideyou.com. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Matt. Always good to hear from Matt from the author inside you.com. And that leads to me. What is my favorite episode? Well, I got 700 and something, something episodes. And some of them I go, really? Did I, I did that one? Okay. So I actually did one called This Headset Sounds Like Ass. Yeah, that's an actual title. I look back and cringe when I hear that. I'm like, really? That's what I, ooh. The good news is I can change that name. But my favorite episode, because I thought about it, I've interviewed some really cool people. I've had Glenn the Geek on here multiple times, just spewing gold. I've had John Lee Dumas. I've had Pat Flynn. I've had Eric K. Johnson. I've had all sorts of people. I've had different episodes. Well, you've been here. What am I telling you about? My favorite episode, I alluded it. I alluded it. Is that even a verb? I don't know. I cannot say alluded. I, I referred to it. There we go. A little earlier. And it's the one on imposter syndrome. Now, why is that my favorite? Because I haven't actually listened to it in a while, but I know it's my favorite because that's the one that when I put it out as a teacher, I often feel like the parent in the pool and you're looking up at your child. They got their water wings on. They've got their goggles on. They got the snorkel, whatever they need. You're in the pool and you're going, jump, I will catch you. It's okay. Jump, please. And they're like, mm, don't think so. And you're like, mm, come on, jump. I will catch you. Honest. It's okay. You have water wings on. And they go, eh, eh, three, two, mm. no, not going to do it. Well, that particular episode for me on imposter syndrome, I had people that emailed me after that and said, okay, I, I took the plunge. I'm jumping in. I'm going to start a podcast. I get it now. This is normal. And thank you so much for doing that. I shared it with everybody I know. And so for me, it's great to put out an episode that you think is going to resonate with people. It's always interesting because there are some that I kind of go, eh, and that's the one people are like, that's the best episode ever. And then I'll work for a week straight on an episode and put it out and people go, uh, what? Crickets, right? So that's one, I think, when I first came up with this idea, 
that's the one that popped in my head. And that's the one, and that's why, because as a teacher, as a podcaster, you want to connect with your audience. And that's the one I think that I've got the most feedback on where people said, hmm, that one, it would either be that one or my interview with Monica Rivera. Monica is a good friend of mine, but she was one that she sat on her microphone for three years. Again, imposter syndrome, which is kind of on that. And so that was another one where people said, hey, I listened to an interview. I finally started recording something. So I will put links to all of these out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 733. Thank you to everyone who sent in your answers. I deeply appreciate it. And as I listen to this back, like I think this is a, I, I feel this is one that I'm happy to put out and go, listen to this. This is a good episode because you're hearing people step out of their comfort zone. You're hearing people that are, you know, in some cases getting results that they weren't expecting. And yet, if they don't do it, then you don't get any results and you've got to, you can't improve something that doesn't exist. So I just loved everybody's responses. Thank you so much. So what is the question of the month for August? And I think this is going to be an interesting response. It's always kind of fun. If you have an idea, by the way, if you're like, hey, Dave, I have an idea for the question of the month, you should ask everybody this. I'm also down for that. I'm, uh, you know, I am the, uh, the man behind the microphone, but I'm always open to bigger and better ideas. I will need this by August 28th, uh, 2020, because the last episode will be out on Monday, the 31st. And the question of the month is, cause we heard a lot of numbers here. I'm on episode this, I'm on episode 96, I'm on episode this, that, 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 that. Great. And I don't mean this in a mean way. I mean this in a way, we just talked to Glenn the Geek Hebert last week. He's done 2,500 episodes of Horses in the Morning. So that's kind of what inspired this question based also on everyone here who is who chimed in today. You guys have been doing this a while. And that's my question. Why haven't you pod faded yet? That sounds so weird. Hey, what's the deal with you? Why haven't you pod faded yet? But no, what keeps you going? For the person who's thinking of starting a podcast or for the person that's on episode six and they're like, eh, I don't know, what has kept you going with your podcast? Because a lot of you that answered have been doing this a while. Now, I don't want to leave out the folks who haven't started a podcast yet. Maybe you're one of those people like, mm, God, you're, you're fighting that imposter syndrome. And that would be my question to you. Why haven't you started? What is stopping you? From starting. So if you haven't started a podcast, why not? And if you are doing a podcast, what's kept you going? That is the question of the month. I need it by August 28th, 2020. And that is any time on that date, because come Saturday, I'm going to start assembling these. The best place to go is to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. You can use the speak pipe thing there. You can upload if you've recorded something there. Uh, I do prefer these in audio. Some people like to uh, respond to these in text, but it's an audio podcast and it sounds so much better when it's in your voice than mine. So again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I thank you in advance. And oh, by the way, be sure to mention your podcast and your website so I can drive a little traffic your way. 
couple things you might want to check out courtesy of pod.events. That's pod.events, the Global Podcast Leadership Summit from Rain uh, or Rain News is coming up on July 29th. How to Monetize Your Podcast, organized by Audio Train. That is coming up on July 31st. Another one of note is the PodFest Global Summit. This is August 10th through the 15th. And in addition to all the great content that you come to know from PodFest, this one has, uh, they're working with the Guinness Book of World Records to set the record for the largest vir- virtual podcasting conference. And speaking of another large virtual content conference, excuse me, uh, podcast movement has decided to cancel their one in Dallas this year, understandably, for COVID. And they have one in October now, the Podcast Movement Virtual, and that is uh, now in October 19th to the 20th. So those are some notable ones. For more events, check them out over at pod.events. That's pod.events. Thanks so much to everyone who again chimed in on this episode. I deeply appreciate it. And there is a little imposter syndrome in me that goes, what if nobody sends anything in? Yeah, that's in my head. I'm here to tell you. It's really bizarre. In the future, I will be talking about a mistake I made recently that is one of the biggest mistakes you can ever make as a podcaster. And I'm going to explain how the heck did that happen, Dave, and what actually happened to my audience, if anything, as well as anything else you would like to hear me talk about. You can always go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. Everything you need out there. If you want to contact me, if you want to work with me, you want to subscribe to the show, you want to sign up for the newsletter and get that awesome Wednesday podcast halftime report. It's all out there at schoolofpodcasting.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. But my favorite episode, I alluded to it. I alluded it. I alluded it, it, it. Bill, thank you so much for sending that in. When you first said it was the stroke cast, I got to tell you, I was like, oh, is this about masturbation? And then you said, no, it's about people recovering it. And then you said, uh, you learn how to peel a banana with one hand. And I was like, wait a minute. Cause that definitely sounds like slang. Like, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. Go fire up a computer and peel banana with one hand. I'm sorry. Sherry, I'm sorry. Every time I do anything remotely sexual, Sherry gets upset. I'm sorry. Peeling the banana with one hand sounds like, so what are you doing? I don't know. 13-year-old boy. I caught him peeling a banana with one hand. I have the brain of a third grader. What can I say?